0: Today I'll be reading Window of Opportunity, Chapters 9 and 10, by Tricia underscore 16. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Alternate Universe Coffee Shops and Cafes Twink Dean Winchester Geeky Dean voyeurism, Masturbation Mutual Masturbation Top Castiel Bottom Dean Winchester Panty Kink Praise Kink Unsafe Sex Barebacking Happy Ending Openly Bisexual Dean Winchester Lifting Kink
1: Caught up in nothing But I heaven ain't the same But I've never been a saint Have I?
0: Chapter 9. Dean walks into Cup of Life Monday morning and gets into the back of the line. He can hear Jimmy's voice, and because there's a few people in front of him, he has time to think about how Jimmy and Castiel's voices sound similar but are also really different. He would be able to hear both of them talk and easily tell who's who. They both have deep voices, but Cass's is deeper and rougher and his is the only one that sends goosebumps across his skin when he says his name. When it's his turn, he's greeted with a big smile from Jimmy. Morning, Winchester, he says with a smile. The usual? Oh yeah, I got a lot of calories to earn back after the weekend. Did you go to the gym again? Jimmy asks. Nope, Dean says with an eyebrow wiggle. Jimmy snorts and shakes his head fondly. I really don't want to hear about that then. I wasn't going to say anything else. Dean lies, smiling. Liar. And try to remember that grin of yours doesn't have the same effect on me as it does my younger brother. Jimmy reminds him, passing him his turnover. Dean gets a whiff of blueberry and his eyes widen. Blueberry? He exclaims excitedly. Jimmy shakes his head at him again. I have never seen anybody get as excited about pastry as you in my life. You haven't seen excited until you start making pies, Dean says. It's not out of the question, Jimmy admits. Don't tease me, Novak. Jimmy laughs and takes Dean's money. Name for the order? Parker. Jimmy squints at him. Paul Parker? Who the hell's Paul Parker? Dean asks. Isn't he Spider-Man? Dean groans. Peter Parker. Come on, man, you're killing me here. I was close. Give me a break. You're an embarrassment to regular people everywhere. No, I am regular people. You're the nerd, he argues. And proud of it. See you tomorrow, loser. Dean's barely out of the store when his phone buzzes with a text. Mm -hmm. I spit in that turnover. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't say it in a store full of customers, LMAO. Dean's still grinning when he gets to work, and his mood holds all morning. It's lunchtime when he gets a message from Cass. Mm -hmm. Hello, Dean. How is your morning going so far? Jimmy made blueberry turnovers, so my day pretty much got worse from there on, LOL. Mm -hmm. Started too strong, huh? Afraid so. At the risk of sounding conceited, perhaps I can turn your day around if you'd like to spend the evening together. Oh yeah? How are you going to do that? I was thinking that my company might be enough. Oh, that would do it. I was just hoping for another elevator show, TBH. I thought you might like that. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. So would you like to come over tonight? You know I would. What time? I'd like to cook you dinner if you're free. Is this my fourth date? Winky face. Are we still counting? If so, I'd have to insist that games night was our fourth date, and spending the day together yesterday was our fifth so me cooking for you would be our sixth date. Wow, sixth date, huh? Sounds serious. (coughs) Feels that way, too. Be there around five. Can I bring anything? (coughs) Just yourself. I'll see you tonight. I can't wait. (coughs) Dean follows that up with a series of XOs, and Castiel responds with a heart. And so after work... Dean hurries home to change out of his work clothes. He opens his underwear drawer and looks at the panties he owns. Should he wear some tonight? Cass seemed on board with the idea, but he doesn't want to freak him out. With that thought in mind, he grabs a pair of what he thinks as in-between boxer shorts. They're shorter than any other boxer briefs he owns. They're seamless. And best of all, they're made of a thin, almost transparent, stretchy silk that cradles his cock perfectly. The material is incredibly smooth and his ass looks fantastic in them. He has a pair of these in pink, too, but he doesn't want to hit Cass with too much all at once. So he sticks with the blue, pulls them on, and relishes the smooth slide of the material up his legs. Then he, sadly, covers them up with jeans and a plain white T-shirt with a shallow V-neck and turns around to head right back out to Cass's place. He takes the elevator up and knocks on his door once he gets there. He waits a few minutes, but there's still no answer. And just as he's about to knock a second time, he hears a chant of, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, through the door. When Cass pulls the door open, he's standing there in black sweatpants and a stormtrooper apron, with his hair sticking up in 20 different directions and his face flushed a deep pink. Dean's heart falls at his feet, and as crazy and illogical as it is, He knows he's in love with this nerd. Hello, Dean, Castiel says with a quirk of his lips. Hey, Dean says, his voice way off. He clears his throat and tries again. Everything okay in there? You look a little flustered, he says, walking through the open door. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely, everything's fine, Castiel says, all in one breath. But Dean raises his eyebrows because he doesn't seem fine. Just bad execution on my part. The timer was going off on the oven and I couldn't find the oven mitt. It's like a billion degrees in here, Dean comments. Yeah, I know. The oven's been on for a while. I can't stop sweating, he says with a weird little laugh. Want me to open a window? Dean asks cautiously. Castiel stops mid-step and looks at him. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Maybe because you're too busy freaking out? Castiel smiles nervously as Dean crosses to the window. Is it that obvious? Want me to lie? Dean teases. I believe it's too late for that. Castiel replies as Dean wrenches the window open. He walks back over to Cass and searches his eyes for a clue, but comes up blank. So what's going on? Should I be worried? What? No, nothing like that. I suppose I wanted to impress you, so I took on too many things all at once. That's adorable, Dean says. Castile huffs and looks away, his lips still turned up into a small smile. I do have a complaint, though. What's that? You were so freaked out over impressing me, which, by the way, is completely unnecessary considering how gone on you I am, that you forgot to kiss me. Castiel eats up the little bit of space between them with a single predatory step. God damn, he loves how he knows he's taller than Cass, but Cass can still somehow tower over him when he looks at him the right way. I should be shot, he says seriously but Dean doesn't have a chance to respond before Cass catches his lips in a searing kiss. Dean sinks into it the way he always does when Cass kisses him, and he opens his mouth willingly when he feels Castiel's tongue tease against his lips. He makes a happy little sound in his throat when he gets his first hit of Castiel's natural flavor and slides his tongue against Castiel's eagerly. Castiel's arms wind around him and his hands slip up his spine and come to a stop on his lower back where he pulls them in until their bodies are pressed together. Apparently Dean's a sap now because all he can think about is how perfectly they fit together and how he'd be really okay with it if this is the way he's kissed every day for the rest of his damn life. Castiel ends the kiss in stages, first withdrawing his tongue, then clinging to only Dean's lips like it's killing him to pull away and eventually ending it with one final chaste kiss that leaves Dean fisting the front of his apron to keep him on his feet. Better? Castiel asks him, a smug smile on his face Dean can't even blame him for, because if anybody should be smug about kissing, it's Cass. Listen, I'm only going to tell you this because you just killed most of my brain cells, but you literally make me weak in the knees when you kiss me like that. Castiel cups his face and brushes his thumb across his cheekbone. Thankfully, you're the perfect size for me to catch. Dean is absolutely not swooning over the way Cass is looking at him right now. Like he's precious and cherished. And fuck it, he's so far gone in this moment he can barely even remember what it was like before Cass made him feel like this. Dean's voice is breathy and filled with awe when he says... Fuck, Cass, you don't even know what you're doing to me. Castile surges up to kiss him once more before he clears his throat and wisely takes a step back. Before I decide that the food I've been preparing all day long isn't nearly as important as making you keep looking at me like that. Wait a second. How was he looking at Cass? I should tell you to come take a seat at the table. Dean takes a deep, steadying breath and nods. Yeah, all right. Their fingers tangle together to take the ten steps to the kitchen table, and Castiel says, I went all out and made everything myself. There's a garden salad with homemade honey lemon dressing to start, though I have several bottles of store-bought dressing if you'd prefer. Garlic bread with cheese and spaghetti and meatballs for the main course. Jesus, no wonder you're all sweaty and flushed. You didn't have to do all this for me, Cass. I wanted to. I haven't had anybody other than Jimmy to cook for in a very long time, and I wanted to make a meal worthy of you, Castiel says, pulling a chair out at the table and gesturing for Dean to take a seat. As Dean scoots into place helped by Cass, he takes in the way the small square table is set. There are two black-and-white checkered placemats that weren't there when they had breakfast yesterday, and a short square vase filled with bright yellow flowers and black centers sits in the middle of the table. He doesn't know shit about flowers, but they kind of look like mini sunflowers. Gotta tell you, I don't think I'm worth this much work. I do, Castiel says easily. Now, I know most people would have wine with spaghetti at a dinner date, and I have some if you'd like it but I don't care for wine all that much, so I'm going to have beer, but i also have soda and rye if you'd like that, or water. Beer sounds good to me, Dean says. Castiel gets two frosted glasses from the freezer and places two bottles of beer on the table. He turns and grabs a large wooden bowl with wooden tongs and places it in the middle of the table by the flowers. He turns around again and returns with two small wooden bowls that match the big one and finally pulls his apron off before he sits down. Dean can see for the first time that his shirt is gray and has the NASA logo on the front. You're a space nerd, too? Dean asks. Testiel looks confused for a second before he follows Dean's gaze to his shirt and actually face palms. I meant to change before you got here. It's not a big deal, Dean tells him. It's still frustrating. I went out of my way to make this nice night, and then I greeted you in sweatpants for Pete's sake. Dean tries not to laugh at for Pete's sake and instead smiles at him softly. You don't have to be dressed up for this to be a nice night, Cass. I'm not dressed up. You look very handsome. Castile disagrees. Dean smiles because he knows Cass means it. And you look good the way you are, too. I suppose it would be silly to go change now. Castiel relents. Salad? Yeah, I'll take a bit, Dean says bravely. Honestly, salad isn't his favorite thing in the world, but he's choked it down enough times that he can probably fake liking it well enough. Castiel serves him some, and then himself, and points to a little pitcher on the table. That's the salad dressing I made, but I can get you something else if you'd like, he offers. Nah, I'll give this a shot since you made it he says, reaching for it and pouring a liberal amount all over the salad. I have an affinity for honey, Castiel comments, taking the dressing and adding it to his salad. So if you like honey, you should like this. I noticed you have a thing for bees, Dean said. Castiel looks at him quizzically. The mug? The Save the Bees shirt? What's that about? He takes his first bite and nods appreciatively. It's good. He says with his mouth still full. Castile smiles before he answers. Bees are fascinating. I would explain in more detail, but I'm all too aware that once I start talking about bees, I have a hard time stopping, and I've bored more people than I'd care to admit with it. Yap away, man. I'm pretty sure I could listen to you read the phone book without getting bored. Dean admits. Promise you'll stop me if you need to. You got it. Dean promises. Well, for starters, did you know that the buzzing sound a bee makes is because of how fast they beat their wings? They have four wings, and they can make them beat more than 200 times per second, which is actually what causes the buzzing sound. Dean shakes his head, genuinely surprised to hear that. Did not know that, and that's a lot of beats per second. My brain can't even really process just how fast that is. There isn't anything I could do more than a few times in a second he says animatedly. And that's how a good chunk of their dinner is spent, with Castiel talking his ear off about bees. The best part is that it's actually interesting. He had no idea that honey was the only food in existence that has everything necessary to sustain life, or that one bee would only collect one-twelfth of the teaspoon of honey in its entire life. Usually he wouldn't give a crap about this kind of thing, but it's easy to see how passionate Cast is about it, and with his eyes lit up, he's impossible to look away from. Even with salad and garlic bread, he manages to stuff in two servings of the best spaghetti and meatballs he's ever had, and he feels like he needs to be rolled out of the kitchen when he wipes his face, again, with a napkin. God damn, Cass, everything was amazing. I can't believe you made all of this yourself. I like to cook, Castiel says simply. I like to cook too, but this was a whole other level. Thank you, really. I haven't even gotten to the best part, Castile says, grinning now. There can't possibly be more food, Dean replies, rubbing his stomach soothingly. Well, I heard a rumor that you liked pie. Dean's jaw drops at the same time his heart fills. Shut up. You did not make me pie. I didn't know what kind to make, and I didn't want to ask since I wanted it to be a surprise, so I just went with Apple. I hope that's okay. He asks uncertainly. Holy shit, he says on a laugh. Seriously? You seriously made me pie. How did he hit the jackpot with Cass? For the record, there is no kind of pie that isn't okay, and I love Apple. I'm not quite ready to eat some myself yet, but do you want a piece? Castile checks. Your excitement is almost palpable. Dean groans. I do. You don't know how much I do, but if I eat another bite, I might actually explode. Well, we don't want that. I kind of like you all in one piece. He teases. Maybe we can relax for a bit and eat a slice later? That sounds awesome. Man... I'm still thrown that you did all of this for me, he says honestly. He can't think of another time he's been with anybody who's ever made this much of an effort with him. It makes him feel special in a way he's never felt before. I don't know what I wouldn't do for you, Dean. Castiel says seriously. And shit, there goes his heart again. Just shooting right out of his chest and flying directly at Cass like he's being reeled in like a fish on a pole. That might explain why he gets to his feet and he walks the few steps just to sit sideways in Castiel's lap and throw his arms around his neck like that's something he's ever done before in his life. When he realizes what he's doing, he's mortified and pulls Castiel's head to rest against his chest so he doesn't have to look at his face. Castiel's arms go around his waist and Dean absentmindedly starts stroking through his hair. And God, his heart actually aches. It's so full of tenderness and affection for this man that he has absolutely no idea what to do with himself, hence sitting in his damn lap. He wants to tell him, but he also doesn't want to scare him away, and he knows there's no way he'll be able to say what he's feeling without doing that. So they just sit there, soaking up the closeness until Castiel finally says, perhaps we'd be more comfortable cuddling on the couch. I don't know, I'm pretty comfortable, Dean jokes. As much as I love your ass, it's slowly but surely making my legs go numb. "'Tree trunks like that get numb for my tiny little ass?' Dean teases, making a joke to mask how embarrassed he still is that he went to sit in Castile's lap without being invited. But he gets up and grabs their plates to scrape into the garbage can. "'Hey, you don't clean up here,' Castile tells him. "'I do when you cook,' Dean insists. "'No.' I only have a few hours with you before you leave again, and I don't want to spend them cleaning the kitchen. Dean smiles, but argues again. It's not like you're not going to see me again. Doesn't matter. Please, Dean, I can take care of this after you go home. Let me spend some time with you until then. His heart melts, and he wonders if there's anybody alive who could possibly say no to those blue eyes when they look all pleading like that. I'm going to have to work on saying no to you, Dean says, but he leaves the plates and takes Cass's hand and allows himself to be led into the living room. Love, Simon just came out on Netflix. I thought we could watch that, Castiel mentions. I saw it in the theater with Charlie, but I'll watch it again. Oh, I don't even know the last time I was at the theater. Maybe when I saw The Last Jedi. Well, I guess I know what our next date needs to be, Dean says making out in a movie theater Castile laughs as he sits on the couch he reclines against the arm of the couch and spreads his legs for dean to climb in between them he lies belly to belly on Cass and closes his eyes relishing in the feeling of being close to him again Cass scrolls through netflix until he finds the movie and once he hits play he pulls dean even closer and doesn't let go the entire time even better than that his hands can't stay still either They drift up and down his back, along his shoulders, and through his hair. He's not at all surprised that they're both noticeably aroused by the end of the movie. Dean got hard almost embarrassingly fast because of how good the tip of his cock feels sliding against the stretchy satin. When the credits start to roll, he slithers up Castiel's torso to mouth at his neck, and Castiel slides his hands down to cup Dean's ass. He barely holds in a needy, "'Please,' and instead sucks and nips at Castiel's skin, drawing a groan so deep from him he can feel it vibrating in Castiel's chest. It only takes one roll of Castiel's hips for the two of them to start moving together in a slow and sinuous rhythm that quickly picks up heat. Shit, sorry, Castiel says, pulling away breathlessly. We don't have to do this. Dean stops moving reluctantly, already breathing hard not in the mood castiel laughs humorlessly i think you can feel the answer to that question so what's the matter i just don't want you to feel like we have to fool around every time we spend time together i'm interested in you for more than sex castiel tells him i've never felt like that not even for a second dean says quickly then a terrifying thought occurs to him with the way he's been throwing himself at Cass. Do you feel like that? No, not at all, Castiel answers. I can tell you care about me. You don't even know how much, Dean confesses. Castiel smiles and dips his head down to catch Dean's lips and another kiss. Dean rocks against him and says, So we don't have a problem here, right? Only if you stop again. Castiel says teasingly, sucking on his bottom lip and sliding his hands back down to push his shirt up. Dean closes his eyes as his tongue delves into Castiel's mouth, loving the way Castiel's big hands feel on his bare skin. Now that he has the okay, he dips his hands under Dean's jeans and onto his boxers, which makes Dean moan into Castiel's mouth and Castiel pull away with a gasp. Are you wearing panties? He breathes. Silk boxers, Dean explains nervously. Castile massages his ass cheeks in his hands. They feel incredible, really soft. Tell me about it, Dean says with a grin. Can I see? It's on the tip of his tongue to ask, promise you won't laugh? But he doesn't, because he knows now that Cass would never laugh at him. Knowing he looks best in them without a shirt on, he gets up on his knees to pull that off first and then stands to shimmy out of his jeans. His heart's racing so fast, he thinks he might actually have a heart attack. He really, really wants Cass to be into this because he's really into it himself, and he wants to be able to share it with him. When his jeans pool at his feet, he steps out of them and looks up at Cass questioningly. Thankfully... Castiel's expression is one of deep appreciation cloaked with heat, and he scoots forward to the edge of the couch cushion to pull Dean in. He runs his hands up the back of his legs before they grope his ass firmly. "'Oh, fuck, look at you,' Castiel says reverently. "'You're so gorgeous, Dean. I can't believe I get to see you like this.' One hand comes around to the front to palm over his erection.' And Dean's eyes slip closed with ecstasy when he feels the drag of satin against his sensitive cockhead. Can you turn around so I can see your ass? Dean chuckles but spins around so Cass can look his fill. Jesus Christ. His hands are on the back of his ass, squeezing and massaging it in his palms, and Dean can't resist cupping his cock in his hand and rubbing it through the satin. Perfect. Does it feel good? Castiel asks him. So fucking good, baby, Dean says honestly. And then a light bulb goes off. He turns around again, but before he can say anything, Castiel leans in to mouth at his cock. The moist heat through the fabric is sensational, and Dean has to brace himself on Castiel's shoulders so his knees don't buckle. You love this, Castiel breathes, his breath hot on his groin. He sucks at the tip of Dean's cock, which is just barely contained at the top of his boxers, and Dean moans like a whore. You're already so wet I can feel it through the satin. Fuck, Dean gasps, struggling against the need for friction. His fingers grip into Castiel's shirt and he frowns. Take off your shirt, I want to see you. Castiel strips it off, and Dean takes the couple of seconds to breathe again. His idea comes back to him, and he says, Pants, too. You can feel it with me. Castiel wiggles out of his pants, much easier than trying to get skinny jeans off, and Dean realizes belatedly that Castiel was going commando, and holy shit is that hot. Because he would rather Cas be on top, Dean climbs onto the couch and lies down, Waiting anxiously for Cass to come pin him down. Of course, because Cass is a fucking tease, he licks and nips his way up the inside of his leg, stopping to suck a mark on the inside of his leg high enough that his cheek grazes Dean's straining cock. It takes all of his restraint not to hump against his face. Then Castiel's mouth is on his cock again, sucking and licking at him through his underwear, the dampness of the satin making Dean hard as a fucking rock. He starts writhing and bucking beneath him and when Cass holds him down by his hips he's turned on even more by the display of strength and he can actually feel pre-cum seep into the satin. Oh, fuck. I'm so... I need... Dean moans, tossing his head side to side completely lost with pleasure. Castiel moves up his body sliding his palm along his cock as he kisses a wet trail up his chest into his collarbone. Dean eagerly ruts against Castiel's hand while Cass sucks on his skin mercilessly and leaves another hickey in his wake before he finally lines up their cocks and pins Dean with his weight. Castiel exhales on a shuddering breath and Dean nearly loses it right there. Oh, Cass, it feels so good. Dean tells him, gripping at his back and trying desperately to get him even closer. Castiel rolls his hips experimentally and Dean moans long and loud as their cocks slide together with nothing but damp satin between them, making it feel like sparks explode all over his body. Fuck, that's smooth. Castiel gasps. I think you're on to something. Dean's heart soars as he asks. You like it? Castiel grinds down against him, stealing his breath. I love it. Dean moans again and Castiel nips at the skin pulled tight over his Adam's apple. I love seeing you like this, he says, dragging his teeth along his neck. I love feeling your cock so hard and your boxers so soft. I love your skin, he whispers into his ear. I love everything about you. I love your body. You're so perfect, so beautiful, Dean. Cass, I I love you. I love everything about you, too. He sighs. Castile captures his lips in a mind-melting kiss, and Dean's hands fist in his hair to keep him there so that lingering thought doesn't slip out. Everything feels so fucking good. Cass hard against him, his boxers damp with their combined arousal, the hard line of muscle pinning him into the couch cushions, Castile's ever-present stubble rubbing against his face. He lets out another needy moan and gets one hand on Castile's ass, pulling him in against him to urge him to move harder and faster. He rubs himself against the friction Castile's hard cock provides completely without inhibitions, having to break their kiss when it feels so damn good he can't concentrate enough to keep kissing him. He can feel his impending orgasm already building inside of him and both curses and blesses his panty kink for getting him so turned on so fast. I'm... Oh, fuck. Close already. Dean pants. I can tell, Castiel says, his voice low and rough the way he only ever hears it during sex. Are you going to come in your underwear, beautiful? Dean feels a thrill run through him at the thought. Yeah, Cass, so fucking hard. Castile's voice is almost a whisper when he asks, You're going to make a mess in those pretty panties, aren't you, Dean? Dean bites down on his bottom lip, trying and failing to hold in the whimper that comes out as his arousal kicks up another notch. Mm, you like that. Castiel says knowingly. You want me to come on them too? Oh, fuck. Dean gasps, driven impossibly closer to the edge just from hearing Cass say it. Please. I'm close too. You look so sexy like this. So fucking needy for it. Yeah, fuck, I am. I I want you to fuck me in my panties, Cass. He begs. Oh, Dean, I will, my love, he promises. You'll wear a nice skimpy pair for me, won't you? You have something like that. Mm Mm-hmm, is all Dean can get out as he chases his orgasm blindly. The picture Castile's painting for him, helping him get there faster and faster. I bet you're so fucking pretty in them, Castile says, leaning in to crush his lips firmly to Dean's over and over until they can't breathe again and they have to break apart. I'll push them to the side and fuck you from behind, right in front of a mirror so you can see how fucking gorgeous you are when you come inside your pretty panties. He can see it so vividly that it causes the heat to gather inside of him all at once, and all it takes is Castiel's cock dragging against his one more time and he loses it. He buries his face into Castiel's neck and his body goes stiff as a board, and his orgasm is wrenched out of him hard with a guttural cry. The mess he unloads inside of his underwear is sticky and warm, and it's the good kind of dirty that makes each pulse of his orgasm stronger and stronger. Dean, Castiel moans. Let me see, let me see, please, Dean begs. Castiel gets up on his elbow, runs his hand through Dean's cum and uses it to slick himself up. He pumps his cock once, twice, and then he explodes all over the front of Dean's panties, painting the dark blue fabric with ribbons of white. It's hands down the hottest fucking thing he's ever seen, and he's never been so turned on after an orgasm in his whole life. Castiel lies back on top of him, smearing both of their cum into the satin, and against Dean's spent cock and another broken moan is dragged from his lips at how deliciously dirty it feels. Castile's gasping for breath, but he presses kisses into his shoulder and the curve of his neck, and Dean can't do anything but lie there and wait for his heart to stop racing so painfully hard. He clenches his ass, still wishing he could be filled, and forces out a shaky breath. Are you okay? Castile asks a minute later, sounding rather proud of himself. Don't sound so smug, Dean answers, his voice rough and raspy. If that was half as good for you as it was for me, I deserve to be smug. Are you kidding me? That's easily the top three best sexual encounters I've ever had in my entire life. You deserve a fucking parade, Dean says truthfully. Castile chuckles and lifts his head to look up at him. What do I have to do to get the number one spot? Dude, top three are all you. Picking me up and fucking me bareback are one and two. Dean says easily. Hmm. Castiel hums happily, propping his head up on his hand. I liked picking you up too, but I was afraid you might think it was emasculating. Of course, that was before I realized you liked panties. Pfft, I don't feel any less of a man in panties or when you pick me up. I feel like you're the bigger, stronger man, but that doesn't make me less of one. Dean. Castiel sighs happily, dropping his head back onto his chest and snuggling in. I think I'm falling in love with you. Dean freezes. He's hallucinating. There's no fucking way this amazingly gorgeous, wonderfully weird, nerdy-as-hell man can feel the same thing he's feeling so unbelievably fast. I know it's crazy, and believe me, I tried to talk myself out of it many times already. But then you go and say things like that, and my heart is just... It's so full, it's overwhelming. Castiel says, You're everything I've ever wanted. Cass. Dean says, He's so affected by what Cass just said that his name comes out in almost a whine. I know, I'm sorry, I know it's... Nuh-uh, you don't know. Dean says firmly, I feel the same way. Castiel pops his head up again, and Dean smiles at both the sex hair and the shock and relief all over his face. It's fucking nuts, but I'm falling for you too, faster than I ever thought was possible until you. Castiel's smile is breathtaking, and the kiss they share next, with nothing but Dean's ruined boxers between them, is the single happiest moment of his entire life. He can't even think of anything that would make him happier. Right up until Cass says, Do you think you have room for that pie now? Dean feels his heart flip-flop. You know you're perfect, right? I do what I can, Castiel says with a smile. I'll just go clean up a bit, and then I guess it's my turn to go commando. You can leave your underwear here, and I'll wash them for you if you want, Castiel offers. Just throw them in the hamper in my bedroom. I'll heat up the pie while you wash up. Do you want ice cream? Is the sky fucking blue, Cass? Castile chuckles and stands up to wipe himself off with his t-shirt. He steps into his sweatpants and walks into the kitchen bare-chested, like he isn't frying Dean's brain cells all over again with how hot he looks. Dean shakes his head in an attempt to clear it, cleans up, redresses, and finds Cass back in the living room. He has two slices of pie with scoops of ice cream on them sitting on the coffee table, and Dean goes over to join him eagerly. It's quite good, Castiel says around a bite. I started without you. Dean gives him a dirty look, and Castiel immediately adds, I had to make sure it was good before I served it to you. Dean huffs in amusement as he takes his seat beside Castiel. That's a pile of BS, but nice try. He digs into his own piece, making sure to get ice cream and pie onto his fork before he takes a bite, and then he's moaning all over again. That's quickly becoming a familiar sound, Castiel teases, and I know it well enough to know you're enjoying yourself. It's fucking awesome, Dean says enthusiastically. Seriously, really good. I'm glad you like it. I'm sorry to say you have Jimmy to thank. Yeah? Dean asks. Castile nods, explaining. I told him the plan for tonight, and he let me in on the pie secret. He let me test the recipe he's considering for Cup of Life, as long as I promise to tell you it's his apology for calling you easy. Dean laughs lightly. I wasn't as pissed about that as you were. I knew he was joking. Even still, he apologizes. Cass says, All right. No hard feelings on my end, Dean says. Though he could have just told me this morning. I suppose some things are harder to say out loud than others. Castiel offers. Dean snorts. He had no problem texting me to rag on me. He could have apologized that way, too. Castiel stops with the fork halfway to his mouth. You and Jimmy still text. Dean shrugs. Sometimes, I guess. Not every day or anything. Oh. Oh. It's easy to tell that Cass isn't pleased just by the clipped response and the tone of his voice. Babe, come on, I just told you I'm falling for you. You don't have anything to worry about with your brother. Dean pulls his phone out of his pocket and hands it over. Look for yourself. Castiel reaches for it but hesitates. Will it make me look like I don't trust you if I look? Dean shrugs. We've only known each other for a week, Cass. It's okay that there's not 100% trust there yet. I'll earn it. Go ahead. Castile finds his way to the text thread with Jimmy and scrolls through it, relaxing more and more as he reads them. You don't even answer him half the time, Castile comments. Don't always have anything to say, Dean explains. He looks pretty happy about it when he says, You always answer me. (laughs) That's because I like you the most. Dean says, nudging him a little. Seriously, though, if you aren't comfortable with this... He says, gesturing to his phone. I can just stop answering him altogether until you are. No, Castiel says quickly. I want to be okay with it. I'd like it if you could be friends. Me too, honestly, but I'd get it if it's weird for you. Are you always this understanding? Castiel asks. Nah, but I've got a soft spot for you. Especially sitting here with no shirt on. Castiel grins. It's kind of nice that being with you half-naked and eating pie isn't awkward. And you warned me you would be, too. It's just easy to be with you. I think it's part of why I'm falling so hard. I feel like I can be myself, Castiel says. Dean smiles at how recently he had pretty much exactly the same thoughts. Good. I kind of like you the way you are. Oh, I see how it is. You kind of like me, but you really like the pie. Castile teases. Knowing he's been led directly into a trap, he responds. know what I'd kind of really like? That doesn't make any... That doesn't make any sense. To kiss you when you taste like pie. Dean interrupts him leaning over to do just that. He licks between Castile's lips, drawing more of the apple pie flavor into his own mouth, and he only stops because he feels a wet, cold finger slide down his cheek. He wrenches his lips away and tries to glare at Cass, but he looks so adorably pleased with himself for wiping ice cream on his face that he can't muster it up. Instead, he dives on him face first and wipes his cheek off on Castile's bare stomach, "'which sends them both into a fit of laughter. "'Okay, okay, I give,' Dean says quickly once Cass has him pinned by the wrists. "'With their size difference, there's no freaking way he's going to win against him, "'even in a play fight. "'And he's about to get hard all over again if Cass keeps holding him down like this.
1: "'Hmm,
0: and what do I get if I let you go?' "'Castiel asks, still holding his wrists. "'A movie date tomorrow?' Dean tries. Castiel smiles happily and releases him at once. It's a deal. Chapter 10 Content Warning There is a brief instance of voyeurism between Dean and another woman in the building across from him in this chapter. Castiel is involved, and it's completely consensual between all parties. (music) Dean grimaces as Castiel's cum starts seeping out of his ass. I suppose that means it's time for a shower, Castiel comments, nodding along his neck. You know, I kind of like it. It just blows that we gotta get up to take care of the mess. Dean answers on a yawn. That's only because you like going back to bed after morning sex. And you don't ever shut up long enough to let me. Dean complains. A familiar argument that has no heat behind it. And you still love me anyway. Dean can't help but smile at that. It had taken them a whole month to work up the nerve to admit it out loud, even after the I'm falling for you conversation. But last night, Cass was the only one who finally bit the bullet and said it first. Dean had all but tripped over himself to say it back as soon as he could, and they just finished round three of mind-blowing sex since then. It's been six weeks since they started dating, and they're still in that can't-keep-their-hands-to-themselves honeymoon phase of their relationship. Cass insists it's not a phase, and that Dean's exactly the body type he's always been attracted to, and that it will never fade for him. But Dean has more realistic expectations. Then again, they did just manage to have sex for the third time in less than 18 hours, when he was sure Cass would never be able to get it up that fast after round two. So what the hell does he know? Yeah, I love you, you nerd. Dean answers. Let's go have that shower. But of course, the minute Castiel opens the bedroom door, they're greeted with a chorus of meowing from Batman and Robin. And the two of them start darting in and out from between their feet. Freaking cats. Dean grumbles. He literally has cum dripping from him. He hasn't had any coffee yet. And playing hopscotch with a couple of kittens is not his idea of a great time right now. They're just hungry. You think you of all people would understand that. Castiel teases. Are you hungry, guys? Castiel asks them. He's answered with more meowing, which Castiel replies to again. I bet you are. We slept in, didn't we? And you were out here wasting away to nothing. Dean shakes his head. Sure, he will never get used to the conversations Cast manages to have with the cats that don't even speak their language. You're just encouraging them to be spoiled. Oh, yeah, and you aren't constantly feeding Batman scraps while we eat. Castiel says with a significant look over his shoulder. Dean lets his gaze drop to his naked ass as he walks away and goes into the bathroom to start the shower. He thinks about what Cass just said and smiles to himself. He does feed Batman whenever he can, even though Cass tries to act mad about it. He knows Cass secretly thinks he's cute, though, so he doesn't really mind all the huffing and puffing he gets for it. Admittedly, he and Robin didn't start off great, with the whole attacking his foot thing but the first time Batman voluntarily crawled out from under the couch and made his way over to Dean, he was a goner. It's kind of crazy how big he's gotten in the last month and a half. He was so scrawny back then, all long skinny legs and this giant head and bright blue eyes that might have reminded him of the guy he was crazy about, with the softest black fur sticking up everywhere. That first night, he had used his claws to climb up the arm of the couch, Then sauntered right over, turned in a circle, and laid down between Dean's feet. Dean and Cass had both been so shocked that he actually came out of hiding for something other than food. Neither of them had moved a muscle for hours, afraid that if they did, they'd scare him away and he'd never come out again. Batman slowly edged closer as the night wore on, and Dean ended up staying much later than he usually would on a work night when the kitten had curled up on his chest and fell asleep after purring up a storm. From then on, Batman would come out and snuggle with him any time he came over. Cass was pissed that he'd hide whenever he was home alone and would only come out for Dean, but reluctantly agreed it was better than not coming out at all. Dean felt a certain connection with the little guy, and even bought him a little Batman print bow tie that made Castiel go all gooey-eyed, which was a bonus since he hadn't even done it for Cass. As far as he was concerned, Batman was the coolest damn cat around and he deserved to look dapper as fuck in his bow tie. By the time Batman and Robin were big enough to be put up for adoption at three months old, Dean was so attached to the little guys that he was prepared to beg Cass to keep them if he had to. He can't have pets in his apartment, and they'd only been dating for less than a month at the time, so he knew it was a lot to ask. He actually had this big speech worked out and the money to pay for the adoption fees himself if Cass would just keep them for him until he could find somewhere else to live. "'But it was completely unnecessary. "'All Dean had to say was, "'I know this is a lot to ask, "'but please, can we keep them, Cass?' "'And Castile had agreed instantly. "'Of course, Dean,' he had said. "'I did promise I'd give you anything.' "'Cass had admitted since then "'that all it took was one look at the expression on Dean's face "'and he would have given him the moon if he asked. "'And Dean had smirked, "'having already figured that out in the meantime.' He made sure not to take advantage of it too much, though. Had to keep it up his sleeve for the big stuff. Dean had let the water warm up while he brushed his teeth, so he just stepped under the spray when Castiel whipped open the shower curtain to join him. Castiel's body was cold compared to Dean's warm skin from the shower, and apparently Cass was enjoying holding Dean's smaller frame against him to help warm himself up faster. Dean was cursing a blue streak and wriggling to get away, but Cass just held him like he was nothing and laughed against his ear until he was satisfied and finally let him go. You're such a dick, Dean complains, but really, he knows Castiel is perfect for him. I love you, though, Castile says, a smile audible in his voice. Immediately, Dean softens towards him. How long do you think that's going to keep you out of trouble? I'm hoping a while, Castile says. Dean thinks he's probably right. First time Dean invited Cass over to his apartment, Castile had been fascinated by the view of his living room from his window. You can see a lot more of my apartment than I thought you'd be able to, he comments. I really should buy some curtains. Don't want you falling for another handsome son of a bitch who's peeping in on you like a creeper, Dean agrees. Like that would ever happen. Castile dismisses easily. It does beg the question, though. Have you ever seen anybody else? Well, most of the time, I'm only looking out the window to check to see if you're home. Because that's normal. Castiel teases him. So I don't really look around all that much. But, Castiel asks, hearing it coming in Dean's tone of voice. There's an older guy I've seen there, he points. And there's a lady in that apartment, Dean says, pointing to the window with leopard print curtains, that I've seen a time or two. Did she see you? Castiel asks. "'Yeah, she waved once. I waved back. Exhilarating stuff.' He deadpans. "'What does she look like?' Castile asks. "'I wonder if I've seen her in the building.' "'I can't see that well from this far away, but she has long, dark hair, and she's pretty short. And don't slap me or anything, but it was kind of hard not to notice she's, well, built.' He says, putting his hands in front of his chest to indicate she had a pair of huge knockers. (laughs) "'Is that so?' Castiel says, amusement audible in his voice. Just describing her to the best of my abilities, since you asked. Dean explains, feigning innocence. Mm-hmm. Castiel replies, "I think I know who you're talking about. Actually, I haven't met her, but I've seen a woman around the building who fits that description. And waving's fine, but you better not go bumping into her at any grocery stores." Dean smiles, knowing he's only joking. Promise to keep my head up at all times. It's been almost six months since then, and they've been taking advantage of their windows whenever they can. Sometimes it's for sappy shit, like blowing each other kisses before bed or first thing in the morning. Sometimes it's for Dean to see if Cass is taking breaks from work to eat and drink when he gets really immersed in drawing. Sometimes it's because Cass texts him to look out the window and he gets to watch as Cass performs another bit for him. He's mastered pretending to walk downstairs, paddling a canoe, and getting eaten by a shark. And Dean falls a little bit more in love with him every time he sees the silly side of him come through. Some of his favorite times are times like right now, though. When they're both horny and haven't had the time or opportunity to see each other that day, they jerk off for each other in front of their windows. They put their phones on speaker sometimes, dirty talking while they jerk off but Cass has such a filthy fucking mouth that he mostly renders Dean speechless and makes him come embarrassingly fast. So they don't do that every time. Tonight's encounter started because Dean just got back from a long weekend away to visit Sam. He wanted to bring Cass with him, but Cass had a deadline for a project that Dean had been distracting him from, according to Cass. So they'd agreed that Dean would go ahead and Cass would stay behind to finish work. Three days is the longest they'd ever spent away from each other since they had started dating, and definitely the longest they've gone without having sex. The plan had been for Dean to get in late Monday night, but he was secretly hoping he'd be able to make it over in time to surprise Cass. Instead, he got stuck in long weekend traffic on the way home, and the 10-hour drive had turned into almost 13. By the time he got home, it was late and he was irritable. He'd called Cass when he saw his light was still on even though it was after midnight, and Cass had walked over to the window with a pair of Dean's panties in his hand and a bulge in his pants that Dean could see from where he was. He'd put his phone down quickly so he could undress, and the sight of Castiel burying his face in the soft fabric of his panties had him hard and aching by the time he was naked. They still smell like you, Castiel tells him, and they're incredibly soft. You get hard just holding them, don't you? Dean asks, spitting into his hand and starting to stroke himself. I do. I think about how gorgeous you are in them. How sexy it is when your cock gets so hard and big for me that the tiny scrap of fabric can't hold you inside of them anymore. Fuck, I missed you, baby. Dean says, already breathing hard. Then he hears himself and says, But not, not just for this. Castile chuckles lightly. I know, my love. But it's about this right now. Because I'm rock hard thinking about you and watching you fuck your fist. I thought about you all weekend. What? What did you think about? Dean asks, desperate to hear that gravelly voice of his talk dirty to him. I kept waking up hard every morning. Three mornings in a row I woke up and reached for you so I could fuck your tight little ass, Dean. And you weren't there. I wish I was. I know you do. I know you love it when you wake up already split open on my cock, don't you? Yeah. Dean breathes. I thought about how I'd fuck you from behind. How you'd be desperate to pull me closer. I thought about how I could roll you on top of me and turn you around so I could watch your ass bouncing up and down on my cock fuck Dean sighs I thought about how fucking breathtaking your ass is in lace Dean watches when Cass brings his panties down to his cock I already fucked myself with these panties of yours once Jesus Christ but I didn't come on them because I know how much you like it when I save that for you fuck yes Dean agrees breathlessly you're gonna show me I will. They feel so good, Dean. The smooth glide against my hard cock. Then the drag when they're starting to get wet. Mm. Dean agrees, able to recall the sensation perfectly when he closes his eyes. Feels better when you're wearing them, though. When I'm riding your ass with the silk or lace between us. Please... Dean begs mindlessly, tipping his head back wantonly. You're already so close. I miss you. Dean reminds him. Eyes on me, Dean. Castiel says sharply. He has no idea how he could tell they were closed from so far away, but he snaps them open anyway, and before he can focus on Cass again, his eyes fall on the woman watching him instead. Fuck! Dean gasps in surprise, moving behind the wall. Dean, what's the matter? Dean takes a shaky breath. That woman from your building was watching me. Castile lets out a low groan that goes right to Dean's cock. Cass? Dean checks. Do you. do you mind? And that goes right to his cock, too. What? He croaks. Do you mind if she watches? Dean's heart is already racing harder than it ever has before. Do you? I I find the idea of somebody else watching while I get you off incredibly arousing. Thought you didn't want to let anybody else see me come, Dean says. She can't see the look on your face or how dark your eyes get. Or feel your ass clench around her like I can. It won't be her name you call when you come, will it, Dean? No, only you, Cass, Dean says, stroking his cock again. Is she still there? Dean peeks his head around and sees her standing there with her hands on her hips. Yeah. Wave to her, Castiel says. Are you sure? If you want to, I'm sure. Dean inhales deeply, then stands in the window again, cock still hard and aching in his hand, and waves to the woman across the way. She waves back and lifts her shirt up over her head. Ah, she took her shirt off, Dean says, immediately looking back down to Cass. You're incredibly sexy, Dean. I can't exactly blame her. Dean glances back and his cock jumps when he sees she's not wearing a bra. Dude, she's not wearing anything under her shirt. Can you see her breasts? Dean bites down on his lower lip and nods. Words, Dean. Fuck, yes. Not like details, but I can see them. What makes you harder, Dean? Her nipples or mine? Yours. Dean answers truthfully, images of Castile's nipple piercings coming to mind. So fucking hot, baby. That's right, Castile says cockily, his confidence making Dean's dick swell even more. So you can look at her if you want. I know you prefer me. I do, Dean promises. But considering she's the forbidden fruit, he looks over at her again and sees her massaging her breast with one hand while the other hand is down her pants. Once his brain puts together that she's masturbating watching him, Dean has to grip the base of his cock to stop himself from going off like a rocket. She's getting off, Cass, he says, his voice strangled. She's watching you stroke your big cock and wishing you were fucking her, Castiel says, his voice lower. But you want to be fucked instead, don't you? Yes, Dean breathes. Won't you inside of me so fucking bad? I'm so close, but I miss your huge cock, Cass. Maybe she could watch me fuck you. Castile offers, his voice getting tighter the longer he talks. Dean knows he's close, too. I could bend you over right in front of the window so she could watch how much you like it when I fuck you. Yeah, Dean says eagerly. Sure, I'm yours, Cass. I'd fuck you so good you wouldn't even be able to look at her. Castiel promises darkly. Really hard. So hard you'd have to brace yourself on the window, Castiel says. Do it now. One hand on the window, Dean. Dean does as he asks, and the cool glass sends a pulse of sensation through his body. Bend over like I'm fucking you from behind. Fucking into you so hard your fingers are white on the window. Fuck, I want you so bad. I need you, Cass, please. Dean. Castiel growls. You're going to come hard, aren't you, beautiful? Fuck, yes. I want you to come all over the glass for me. So hard for me, Dean. Yeah, Dean promises, knowing he's only seconds away. You're going to come so hard that she's going to see it splash on the window. Her pussy's going to clench around her fingers, wishing it was your cock. Oh, fuck. Dean gasps, his release building quickly. He glances over at her again and sees her head tilted back, her long hair cascading down behind her, and her fingers working furiously beneath her skirt. Just knowing she thinks he's hot, knowing that she's watching Cass get him off from another building, knowing how fucking good it feels to be inside of something hot and wet. Eyes on me," Castiel says again, and looking back at Castiel rutting into his panties with one hand and rolling his nipple piercing in the other sends him flying over the edge. Cass, Cass, fuck, fuck! Oh God! Oh! He groans as he does what Cass wanted and aims his cum right onto the glass. It's been days since he came, so it's thick and white and dirty as fucking hell. Oh, Dean, so beautiful. Castile chokes out as he slumps forward into his panties. Hearing Cass and knowing he just came all over his panties is enough to make another dribble of cum slide down his cock, and he exhales another loud moan for Cass. He grabs his shirt to clean off his hand and cock, and then collapses onto the couch, still breathing heavily. That was (laughs) crazy, he finally says. Good, though, Castile adds. Pretty obvious, yeah. Dean agrees. I really would like to fuck you so she could see sometime. Dean chuckles, though he feels slightly uncomfortable with the idea now that he isn't desperate to come. I can't believe your possessive ass is down for that. I would never be okay with somebody else touching you, but looking doesn't cause any harm. I, um, I don't really want to share, Dean admits. Dean, I would never ask you that Castile says his voice soft now not only do I know what happened the last time you did that with somebody you cared about but I am, as you said too possessive to ever want to share the pleasure you give me with anybody else don't even want to and I don't want to share you either, Cass never I am as yours as you are mine and that's never going to change Not ever. Sounds pretty damn good to him. I'm sorry if I made you do something you didn't want to do. No, I was into it in the moment. Felt kind of weird to be watching somebody else, though. I didn't mind that she was watching me, but I felt wrong watching her and getting, you know, turned on by it, Castiel offers. Yeah, felt like I was cheating on you or something. Dean admits, shame sitting uncomfortably inside his stomach. "'Were you turned on by her, or the fact that she was watching you?' Castiel asks. "'Not that it matters. It's perfectly normal to be attracted to other people.' "'I wasn't, though,' Dean says, remembering now. "'I was thinking that it was kind of hot that somebody was getting off because I was. "'But it wasn't her specifically, you know.' "'I know exactly what you mean,' Castiel says. "'Castiel's quiet for a minute, and Dean can hear a door open and close.' He must be locking up for the night. Then Cass says, Why do you think you were okay with a threesome previously, but felt so guilty over the thought of being aroused by another body now? I don't know. That's a good question. He thinks back about it and comes up with, I guess I didn't really mind sharing Bella because, well, I guess I didn't really feel like she was mine. I mean, she was at the time, but I knew we weren't going to be forever or anything. And she was never really okay with me being bi, so I wasn't, uh, fully satisfied, you know? She wasn't willing to give you everything you wanted. Castiel rephrases. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't even okay with me having a dildo, even if she didn't have to see it. He laughs bitterly. Then, when she offered the threesome and I knew I'd be able to be with a guy... I guess I was more willing to share if it meant she'd finally be okay with me getting something up my ass for once. Guess that really wasn't what she was trying to do, though. She just wanted to fuck somebody else, he explains with another humorless laugh. And you think you and I might last, so you don't want to lose me like you lost her? Well, yes and no. I don't think you'd choose anybody but me, so I'm not worried about that, but yes to the other part. You're right on both counts, then. You are all I'll ever want, Dean. But I still don't understand what about watching the woman made you feel guilty. Castiel asks again. Guilt twists in his stomach again, and he doesn't even know if he can talk about this. I I don't want you to get mad. Dean, sweetheart, when have I ever been truly mad at you? Never, Dean admits. I won't be mad now, either. Just talk to me. I guess I thought, for like one second, about how good it would feel to do the fucking again instead of always being fucked. I mean, you know how much I like being a bottom, but maybe occasionally? You would like to top? Maybe. Dean Hedges. I would like that. That totally catches him off guard. Wait, really? "'Occasionally, yes, absolutely. "'I would have offered if you'd shown any interest in that whatsoever. "'I apologize, Dean.' "'No, it's not your fault. I should have said something.' "'You just did. "'I told you before I'd be willing to do almost anything for you. "'But this is something I can easily give you, already knowing I'd enjoy it,' "'Castiel says. "'You like it sometimes?' "'Not for the same reasons you do, but yes.' I'm sure sex with you would be amazing in any capacity. I think so, too. Just so we're clear, though, you didn't think about wanting to fuck that woman. Or a woman, specifically, right? Just penetrating somebody? What? Of course not. I'm not wanting to fuck a chick, Cass. Just you. I love you. I love you, too, Dean. I just... I suppose this is my turn to say I don't want you to get mad at me for what I'm about to say. Dean's heart clenches with nerves. Okay. If things continue to go well between us and this lasts as long as I hope it will, will you be satisfied and fulfilled with only having sex with me forever, even though you're also attracted to women? Castiel checks. He can feel his heart break that Castiel would have enough doubts to even think that he wouldn't be enough. Yes, of course I would, he says vehemently. Come on, Cass, you gotta know that I'm, like, stupidly satisfied. You're everything to me. Even the thought of being with anybody else makes me feel like I'm gonna barf. I don't need or want anything but you. I know you could keep me happy forever. I only thought about the other thing for one second. I swear it wasn't... Uh, somebody's at my door? He says in confusion. It's late. There shouldn't be anybody here right now. I suggest suggest you open it. "'Castiel says, and Dean does a double-take "'when it sounds like his voice is coming from two places at once. "'It's you, isn't it?' Dean asks, hopefully. "'You better not open the door naked for anybody else.' Dean grins and hangs up the phone. He pulls the door open and stands behind it to hide his junk, just in case, and then Cass has him in his arms before the door closes. He buries his face into the side of his neck, greedily inhaling the scent of his boyfriend.' I could hear that you were getting upset and I had to come to you, Castiel says, pulling him impossibly closer. God, I missed you so much, Dean breathes. I can promise I missed you more, Castiel replies, nuzzling along his jaw towards his mouth. Dean turns his face eagerly and their lips collide in a messy and desperate kiss that has Dean's heart aching with just how much he loves this man. Castiel bends at his knees and Dean knows without any prompting to lock his arms around Castiel's neck because he's about to be lifted into his arms. Sure enough, Castiel picks him up and carries him into his bedroom, kissing him and caressing every inch of his body on the way. He lies him gently on the bed, and when their lips finally part, it's only so Castiel can tell him, I love you. I love you so much, Dean. I love you, Dean repeats. So damn much. He grabs a hold of Castiel's shirt, which he just belatedly notices is his Ravenclaw pajama shirt, and tears it off over his head so he can get his hands on his skin. It's not even sexual right now. It's just needing to be close to Cass again after being so far away from him. I should have just come right over. It's late, Dean says, pulling him down on top of him to feel skin to skin. I don't care, Castile responds, cupping Dean's face with one hand and brushing his thumb across his cheek. I hated being away from you. Dean leans up to kiss him again, seeking and finding comfort in the familiar press of their lips together. Thinking about what they were talking about before he knocked on his door, he pulls away to blurt, I don't want anybody else, Cass. I don't want you to want anybody else. I don't, I'm not, he stutters. Dean, it's okay, my love. Castiel soothes him. Can it just be us? Nobody watching? Nobody else? Oh, Dean. Castiel sighs, capturing his lips soft and sweet, filling his heart back up with every kiss. Yes, it can just be us. I don't need that with that woman. I thought you wanted it. I just want to make you happy. I just want you. I'm so damn happy the way things are. I, n- I don't want to change anything. I don't want to lose you, he admits quietly. Never, Castile says. I love you now, and I will love you forever if you'll have me. Yes, Dean says instantly, his heart overflowing. This is the first time Cass has ever said anything like this to him. Forever with Cass is everything he wants, and he wants to make sure Cass knows just how badly... I want that. I want you forever, Cass. Castiel rolls off of him and onto his back, pulling Dean into his arms so he can rest his head on his chest. He feels Cass kiss the top of his head and snuggles in even closer. Can I stay with you tonight? I was hoping you'd say that, Dean says with a smile. Miss sleeping with you. My bed was so empty, Castiel says quietly. I kept reaching for you. Yeah, every time I woke up and you weren't there, I wondered where you went until I remembered. Hmm. Castiel hums happily. I would sleep with you every night if we could. As soon as my lease is up, Dean promises. You know I want to be with you. Maybe I can stay here more often, Castile asks. I know you want to stay here sometimes because you're paying for it, but I hate the nights we're not together. You can stay whenever I do. Honestly, I sleep like shit without you now. I'd be down for sleeping together all the time. We will, then, Castile says simply. I love you, Dean. I know you have to work tomorrow, so I don't want to keep you awake. But if I've made you feel anything other than happy, wanted, and loved today, I'm sorry. Same, Cass. And you don't ever got to worry about you not being enough because I like girls too, all right? All I'm ever going to want or need is you. Seems like we want each other to be happy so badly we're both afraid we're not entirely enough. Castiel comments. You are, though. As are you. Castiel promises. Then let's not do that anymore. If I feel like I'm not happy or need something else or want to try something kinky, I'll tell you. So long as you do the same for me. Deal. Castiel says. I just gotta set my alarm. Dean tells him. He realizes that his phone's still in the living room, so he goes to grab it, then plugs it in. I'd set your alarm for a half hour earlier than usual, Castiel suggests. What? Why? I'm already going to be beat. Because if you insist on sleeping naked like I know you're about to, I'm going to give you one hell of a wake-up call. Dean chuckles as Desire runs through him at the thought. Yeah, all right, and I'm definitely sleeping naked now. Dean says as he gets back into bed. Castiel cozies up behind him, and with the familiar feeling of Castiel's hard body and cool metal against his back, everything is right in the world.
1: Up in heaven, but
0: They've been together for ten months now. They never spend a night apart, and being with Cass is still the easiest thing he's ever done. Sam's home for the summer and is staying at Dean's apartment while Dean stays with Cass. With there only being one bedroom at each apartment, it makes sense so somebody doesn't have to sleep on the couch. He'd tried it the first night Sam was home, since Sam's giant body doesn't fit on a couch, but his neck was fucked up and he literally couldn't sleep without Cass. He'd ended up leaving a note and creeping into Cass's apartment in the middle of the night. Cass was still totally out of it, but even in his sleep, he rolled over and pulled Dean against him, sloppily kissing the top of his head. Dean fell asleep instantly and has been teased mercilessly by Sam and Jimmy ever since. Turns out he doesn't really care as long as he gets to sleep with Cass. It's Saturday night, and everybody's at Cass's place as usual. There's him and Cass, Charlie, Joe, Sam, and Jimmy. Cass got his hands on an NES, and they are all taking turns drinking and eating junk food. Well, almost all of them. He'd been right about Sam and Jimmy getting along, and the two of them are drinking something green and sludgy-looking that might actually be moss. Or vomit. Either way, he's good with his beer, thank you very much. Or he would be if the beer opener didn't suddenly disappear. He'd rifled through every drawer and checked the countertop twice, but he can't see it anywhere. Cass, where'd you put the beer opener? He asks, walking back into the living room with his beer still in hand. I just had it, Joe says. Then she frowns as she looks around. Oh, I must have left it by the window when I was up. Dean looks over, and sure enough, it's on the windowsill. You know Cass is going to kill you if you leave anything out of place, he warns her, winking playfully at Cass. Somehow I doubt that. Joe says, making everybody laugh, which is weird since that wasn't funny. He shakes his head and makes his way over to the window. He grabs the opener and pops the top on his beer. Then as he brings the bottle to his lips, his eyes are drawn across to his building as they usually are when he comes to the window. And he just about drops his bottle when he sees his window covered with several pieces of paper. Each piece has a giant block letter on it, spelling out, Will you marry me? His heart starts beating a mile a minute, and he whirls around to find Cass. He stumbles back a step in absolute shock when he sees him down on one knee in front of him, holding a dull silver band between his fingers. Those blue eyes he loves so much are already shining, and his hands are trembling, but he also has one of those great big gummy smiles on his face, and Dean's eyes mist over immediately. I love you, Dean. I liked you before we ever met. Loved you way before it was logical. And promise you now with everything I am that I will continue loving you and only you for the rest of my life. You make me feel like a smarter, funnier, livelier version of myself. And I've never been as happy as I am with you. I want to fall asleep and wake up with you in my arms every day for the rest of my life. Please let me love you and cherish you as I do today, forever, by saying you'll be my husband. Fuck yes, Dean says passionately, dropping to his knees in front of him and pulling Cass into his arms for the best hug of his life. Castiel wraps him up and lets out a broken sob while he squeezes the life out of him, somehow managing to lift him right up off his knees to rock him back and forth while he kisses his face over and over. I love you so damn much. The next thing he knows, he's tackled to the ground by a blur of red and blonde, and he falls directly on top of Cass while he's hugged rather violently by Charlie and Joe. Sam and Jimmy join in next, and before he even has his head wrapped around what's going on, everybody is tangled together in one giant heap of bodies, and there are five voices all trying to talk at once. I'm so freaking happy for you, buddy. I told you he'd say yes, Cassie. Congratulations! I can't believe Dean's getting married. But the low, rough voice that he hears, clearer than all the other ones, pierces right through his heart with, I love you, beautiful. I love you too, he breathes, happier than he ever thought he could be. Two months later, Dean barely holds in his laugh as he purposely steers Sam directly into the door frame behind him. Ow! Sam complains, and then looks up through that stupid mop of hair to give Dean a death glare. The smirk on Dean's face must give something away, because Sam's scowl only intensifies. You did that on purpose, jerk. Yeah, well, payback's a bitch, bitch, Dean replies. Thankfully, they're already at the door because Sam retaliates by dropping his end of Dean's dresser with a heavy thud and a god-awful wrench of Dean's back and stomping the rest of the way into Castiel's apartment. Dean's barely leaned over the top of the dresser, contemplating if he can push it the rest of the way in, without Cass writing his ass about the potential scratch on the floor, when the man himself comes to the rescue. Need a hand? Castiel asks. Probably a better choice than trying to push it in myself, Dean says. Please tell me that wasn't the middle of a conversation I never wanted to hear, Jimmy says from behind Dean. Oh, look who finally decides to show up now all the heavy shit is up here, Dean complains. You know what? Why don't you put those muscles you like to show off so much to work on this end, and I'll go back down for a box. Dean takes off down the stairs and laughs when he can hear Jimmy say, I don't know how you put up with him all the time. "'What he can do with his mouth alone.'" Castiel starts saying, which has Dean laughing loud enough that he barely hears Jimmy start a chorus of la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. They've been together a year now, and freaking Jimmy out by talking about their sex life has yet to get old. He tried it with Sammy, too, but the jerk had called his bluff and started asking actual questions about anal sex, and Dean realized pretty quickly that he'd rather crawl into a hole in the wall infested with spiders before he wanted to have that conversation— so that had been the end of that. He figured when Sam and Jimmy started hanging out, he'd let Jimmy in on the secret, but thankfully Sam had kept that to himself. At least he still has one of their brothers he can easily squick out. He grabs a box of clothes and heads back up to Cass's apartment, their apartment now, he realizes with a thrill, passing Jimmy on the stairs. He takes the push into the wall Jimmy gives him because his hands are full, knowing he'll get him back soon enough. When he gets back into the apartment, Cass meets him at the door. I can take that for you, he offers. No, it's just clothes. I'll go put it in our room. I'll come with you to make sure the cats don't escape, Cass says. And they would have, because Dean completely forgot they were locked in their room while the front door would be opening and closing so frequently with the move. Cass gets the door and closes it quickly behind him while Dean sets the box down. He's not even completely on the floor yet when he feels Cass behind him. He stands slowly and feels Castiel's breath on his neck as his hands slide around his waist. Dean hums happily and lets his eyes slip closed when Cass tugs on the lacy waistband of his panties. The lace tightens against the tip of his cock and his semi starts filling immediately. Did you think I wouldn't notice these peeking out at me every time you bent over today? Castiel asks. You know I can't keep my eyes off your ass. Yeah, I know. Dean answers breathily. Mmm. Castile replies, nibbling on his earlobe. So these are for me? For both of us. Thought we'd celebrate the first night at our apartment. Beautiful and smart. Are they all black? Castile asks. Guess you'll have to wait and see. Dean teases his breath catching when he feels the beginnings of Castile's erection press against the swell of his ass. Or we could lock the door and I could show you now, Dean suggests. Castile scrapes his teeth along his neck, causing Dean's skin to break out in goosebumps before he backs away with a chuckle. You know how much I'd love to fuck you hard and fast where everybody can hear us until you ruin those pretty panties, Dean. Cass tells him, But do you really think Batman and Robin are going to leave us alone long enough for me to do what I want with you? Dean opens his eyes and sees two pairs of beady little eyes blinking up at him and snorts. Talk about cock blocks, he complains. The cats lie on the bed, tails twitching in annoyance. You're the one. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one who couldn't let them go. Am I going to be hearing about this for the rest of our lives? That's the plan. Castile says with a smile, "'lifting his hand to his mouth and kissing his ring. "'You nerd,' Dean says fondly. "'You love me,' Castile insists. "'Yeah, I do,' Dean agrees. "'So much that I have another surprise for you,' "'Dean adds with a grin as he walks towards the door. "'Well, now I'm intrigued. "'What is it?' Cass asks. "'I'm actually wearing those assless panties you bought.' Dean tells him, turning the knob and pulling the door open. Castiel follows him with a groan, and Dean purposely sways his hips as he walks away, knowing absolutely that Cass will always be right behind him. The end. Thank you so much for listening.
1: One look at you Afraid for you. to love.
0: He adds his cream and sugar to what. He adds his cream and sugar to it when it. He adds his cream and sugar to it when he. No. He adds his cream and sugar to it when it comes and he offers the other. He adds his cream and. (laughs) He adds his cream and sugar to it when he. No. Bleh, old water. Ugh, it tastes dusty. Dusty, musty. Dean grabs his cup. Of... <sniffs> Dean grabs his cup. Dean grabs his cup of coffee and heads out. Dean grabs his cover- (laughs) You took the hit like a fucking boss. You took- You took the hit- You took the hit- You took the hit hit like a fucking boss. You took the hit- You took the hit like the- (laughs) Hugh took the hit like a fucking boss. Hey! You can't come in. You're too loud. You make all kinds of noises. Now, if you wanted to just lay here like a normal kitty and not drink my water. Come here. Why don't you lay right here like a normal cat? And be lazy. come Why are you so cute? Why are you so cute? Look, there's a cat on this one too. I hope they can't hear your purrs. They had spoken a few times about gay friendly stuff. Okay, no, you're not gonna walk on my laptop. No. Mm-mm, not while I'm recording. Nope, stop it. Don't you get up there. Why don't you lay here like a normal cat would? Hmm, right here. Doesn't it look comfy? <sighs> and he looks around to see a scrunched up napkin in front of him and Jimmy grinning a few steps away. And he looks around to see a scrunched up napkin in front of him, and Jim. And he looks around to see a scrunch. And he looks around to see a scrunched up napkin in front of him, and (laughs) Jimmy. And he looks around to see a scrunched up napkin in front of him. And Jimmy why? 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 Watching his thick cock wet with spit and precum disappear between the thin pink line of Castiel's lips while he can feel the heated gaze of his... Bl- 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 bl-. Watching his thick cock drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled pres... Drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled pres... Drawing a, surprised yelp of unpar- drawing, a su- drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled... Drawing a Drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled... Drawing a su... No, not drawing. Drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled pleasure. Drawing... Oh, screw his erection, his erection. <laughs>
1: hmm. <laughs>
0: His erection hard as a damn rock against his thigh. Cas pays Casp No Damn it. And he says his name once more with a voice as rough as sandpaper before he lets out a Ugh. <laughs> Hold on Before he lets out Ugh
1: uh <laughs> Okay <laughs> Uh Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, uh.
0: in a choked-off voice. Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.